0: You're listening to the We Speak Common podcast network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of Table Fables. Brought to you in partnership with The Dice Dungeon and Describe, our wonderful partners who offer you immersion, written or musically and dice at a premium level at an amazing cost right here from the UK worldwide. You can check out the links to their descriptions and discount codes to use down below in the show notes. And of course, we'll talk about what the guys have going on at some point during this episode. Today, I am joined by James to have just a bit of a big catch up and talk about what's been going on in our campaigns over the last two and a bit months since we've spoken to you. You can find out what stories are unfolding and how James has both mentally and physically broken me and turned me into dust. Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to another episode of the D&D podcast for everyone, because here we speak common. My name's Ben, I'm your lovely host, and today I am joined by, uh, for the first time since we got back together, my friend and yours, Mr. James. Hello, James. Hello, Ben. I need to stop calling people Mr. and then their first name. Yeah, this is a bit weird. I have have that problem at work. Oh God, I just whacked the microphone. That's a good start. Uh, What people call you Mr. James at work? Well, no, just the, just the Mr. Williams thing. It just uh, makes me cringe inside. Yes, Mr. Williams.
1: No, we're not quite the cult level of primary school, then.
0: I don't think our American... Well, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't think our American audiences will, will believe quite how culty um, British, especially countryside primary schools are. But then I remember that they pledge allegiance to a flag every morning. So, you know. Did yeah. you see that the, um, the king, uh, long may he reign, et cetera, et cetera, wants people to pledge their allegiance to him during the coronation.
1: Yeah, I believe it's um it's replacing an old fashioned a more old fashioned tradition of certain lords and things doing it and instead the people get the option to do it if they want.
0: Oh we have the option, do we?
1: Yeah, it's not something you have to do, it's you can do it if you like to do it.
0: I might I might pitch it to my um to my presenters this week on the radio show. You're not gonna have your head chopped off or anything like that if you don't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. The guillotine is, of course, still in operation here in the UK. <laughs> um, I'm going to set this up for them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain myself to the audience. I've already explained myself to you just because I feel like at some point during this episode, I'm going to say something wrong or I'm going to like, my brain's going to implode. Um, I've, I'm an absolute mess in life today. <laughs> it's you, such a mess. Yeah,
1: you're, you're, you're pretty broken at the minute
0: yeah i am um, i mean it's my own fault i so i had a migraine yesterday that's carried through today so my my, my like it's an overclassed cowardly day i can't like it's not bright outside at all and i'm like squinting it's just too bright my visual snow is awful um and then i hadn't eaten i've just got back in i was late to this like i'm just, like i'm shaking because i haven't eaten i have now had a sandwich um so, yeah, so I'm all over the place. So if I say something and the wrong words come out of my mouth, it's because my brain isn't functioning. Yeah. Um, but I have a cup of tea and once it's cooled down, I'll take these drugs and um, uh, then I should hopefully be okay. Although They don't normally touch the sides, so. You need to use the big shit on uh, on migraines. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um. But yeah, so I I might I might get a bit confused <laughs> while we're talking, but bear with me and we'll get there. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah, Apart all from right. having to wait for me for an hour.
1: Yeah, I've been been, been stuck with a cough for a little while.
2: Mm. Um,
1: I feel like I've got two illnesses back to back.
2: Yeah,
0: um, and so I'm just getting rid of them slowly. That's probably your body telling you to slow down, chill out. Probably <laughs> working too hard, man. Yeah. Um, the last time we spoke on the podcast was. Over two months ago. It's been a little while. I don't actually remember what the last thing we spoke about was without going back and looking. Um, But over on the We Speak Common Discord server, I asked in the common room, everyone on the server, like the show's back in a couple of days. Like, what do you want to hear? Like, what do you want to know? Um, And one of the things that came up quite a lot was what's going on in your games? Because it's been a long time um so we're literally we're just gonna sit down and we're just gonna talk about what's going on in our games how we feel about it like the things that we did uh you know why we did them how they pulled up how they like came like were good how they were pulled off if they were successful um yeah um and james actually uh blew my mind not yes. last night, but the night before. So we're going, talk about, we're going to talk about what you've done, the, the two-year-long plot that has um, <laughs> p- probably caused my migraine, actually.
2: <laughs>
0: and, 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 and I don't know where we're, where, what's going to happen. I don't know. So we'll talk about that. But should we start with TOA, because that's less exciting?
1: I mean, TOA's been pretty exciting recently. And has I've, it? I've been enjoying it.
0: Oh, I'm glad you've been enjoying it, but I feel like a, a, a plot twist that's been two years in the making is more exciting than what's happened in ToA. but... Oh, I mean, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. So, To Annihilation, you are, uh, you're in Omu. Yep. Which is the lost city, the place that you've been trying to get to where the, the tomb is. You've been collecting the puzzle cubes, which you need to open the tomb.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And since we last talked about it, you met uh, Raznesi who yeah. is uh, he was once a bare which is like the chosen if we're using that term of um Uptal, yeah who is the god of chult and dinosaurs and all that stuff and then he uh, it's a long story but he he broke away from that and he went and joined the yuanti and he went through the transformation process to become a uh i forget the name of them but the the yuanti that are like like mermaids but they're snakes so their bottom is snaky and his top is human yeah um but he is also dying of the death curse because he is immortal he has died and come back to life many times that's how his immortality works and so now the the death curse is here and he is no longer connected to Ubtal um he is he's succumbing to it so a couple of you not all of you went it was who was it it was it was me um Hang on. Dave's character is called Dave's Cassius. Character. Yeah, Cassius, yeah. And Casper
3: just kind of in the background.
0: Yeah, you all went and met him
3: and he um, said, if you go into the, the tomb and you
0: find me the crown that I need, that's hidden in there, uh, I'll give you the cubes that I've got. And he had two of them. Yep. And... They said yes, and I, I'm glad that you sent those two because if you'd have sent the two who have promised um, the guardian naga that they need to, that they will kill him, it could have gone very different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was an interesting conversation with all, all Resnisi because we found out um, that that um, Aserak mm. has obviously employed Resnisi, but Resnisi does not realize did not realize that Aserak yeah. is the one killing him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's been being played the whole time. Yeah. He also doesn't know that your nemesis uh, and their group, Ronan, is working to better his plans. They haven't met yet, which is an interesting um, situation to be in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's also a subplot going on underneath Rasnisi's nose. Someone's trying to usurp him with a Mewante. Oh, yeah, um, that'll be
1: the, uh, the old nightmare speaker. She was reluctant to bow to Rasnisi.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she is, uh, she's working against, not against him, but against his leadership mm-hmm. towards the same goals. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be interesting because you've now got two extra cubes. You've got a number of party members who want to go back and kill Raznisi, but right now you're working with him. He's also so, not as
1: bad a guy as we originally led to believe. He's basically General Groovers. Mm.
2: I
0: mean, That's the... Roleplay inspiration I used. I guess, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All the coughing and the dying and yeah, not being fully human anymore. But he, yeah. So he is an interesting character, and at some point you'll fight him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe when you take him the crown. Maybe I mean, who might leave the crown where it is? I hope you don't.
3: <laughs> that would.
0: That would be frustrating for me.
3: <laughs> I
0: really hope you take that crown, James, please.
1: I mean, I mean, if we're there, like, you know, well, hang on. If if we bring this object out of wherever it's hidden, people want to mm. use it to end the world. So we might as well just leave it here. <laughs>
3: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you but, could do that. I mean, that- it's a paracetamol. Hang on. Mm. I hate taking tablets. No, at least not all those strange people that like choose them dry oh god
0: yeah there you go I just took drugs on the podcast how's that for a first mm. yeah, oh, yeah I don't not. know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens Yeah, you know if there's a world ending artifact then we the just... artifact's not world ending it's leave just it, what he wants to do leave, with it
1: leave it buried in the earth <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe don't open the Ark of the Covenant
1: well that's fair know? if we want to get out of Omu we probably do have to kill
3: him at least because he did say if we want to leave, we've got to give it in. Yeah. I mean, he's got a
0: large, you want force that would make life difficult for you. Yeah. And to be fair. um, But yeah, so that's where we're at. So now you've got, you've gone um, in search for the last two cubes that you need. Yep. You cleared out one of the two shrines and thought there was a cube there, but it turned out to be a fake. Yes, the cube of go. Yeah, with a note left over from uh, the now deceased
3: sister of Ronan. Um, and you followed him to what is their, um,
0: uh, what, what's the word? Rendezvous point. Now, I think Dave and I talk about this a bit next week, because I've yeah. already recorded that episode with Dave, because we were talking about planning and how far, how far ahead we prepped and stuff. Um, so I won't get into too much detail, but that rendezvous point for um, Ronan and his gang has
3: been uh, has been their point for a long time. Um, so that whole plan is, or has been,
0: uh, written down somewhere on my prep notes for a long time. Yeah. So when we play on Wednesday, you're going straight into the third combat with Ronan and his party. Yeah, you just... Just kept running away. <laughs> That's weird. It's like he wants to live, um, and a demon as well.
1: Yeah. Popped, so if- popped out of the old obelisk there.
0: Oh my god! It's gonna be. It's gonna be chaotic. It's gonna be.
1: It's gonna be. so... I mean, scary. I'm. I'm just super glad we managed to slay two of them before this encounter.
0: Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It could yeah. have been a lot, lot worse. So you, you've you done that for yourselves, but we'll see what happens. Um,
3: I think I'll kill one of you. Probably. I think there's, yeah, there's definitely a couple of people that
0: could die um, in this, this, this fight. But there's only two
3: humanoid enemies. The demon isn't loyal to them. Nope. It's just been freed from its imprisonment.
0: So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You could you could turn it all around and make it a really easy fight. You could do.
1: I mean, hopefully, my, my scimitars should do full damage because they they are both magical weapons.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah.
0: are. So I've I've got that going for me at least. How are you feeling about the campaign? Um, I've, I've so you just, tell me you hate it and you just want to quit and.
1: No, I find I've been enjoying it more since we got to Omu.
0: Yeah, this is the, this is the only thing with. Tim Annihilation as a module in itself is that like it's it's very distinctly three acts. it's the yeah. getting to travel um cholt and do the hex crawl and all of that, which is a big section, a long section of the adventure. Yeah. then it's the city moving around omu and then it's the tomb which is obviously quite dungeon delby and i find that a lot of people are like oh you could just you just skip omu and i'm like no because it transitions the speed like if you think about how much time was passing per session in our hex crawl like we would do a week in a session yeah of time like you were traveling for like three months then you get into omu and suddenly two sessions is one day yeah and it's like you have to you have to kind of pull your brain in and get used to the fact that uh, we're slowing down.
1: It's like having to manage resources and stuff all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember players saying to me after like our second session, like, I feel like we're going so slow, like nothing's happening. And I was like, "Mm -mm, just think about where you've, where you've just come from and what you've been doing.
1: I Um, really liked as well, like being a fighter, like my short rest stuff was finally like, finally finally relevant. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And then when you go into the, tomb like that could be two days max in in game time
1: yeah but that you know? that could be like 10 sessions easily probably i imagine all the stuff in there
0: yeah um yeah i mean it's it's seven levels so yeah.
1: but, you know don't, don't get me wrong i did i did enjoy the hex crawl um but i like being in a place and getting to do stuff in that place
0: um, yeah and getting to like learn it and know it yeah
1: so yeah. like my favorite bits of like the hex crawl is like right we're at this place what can we do in this place um you know we'll mm. stay at this place for like a day or two and do some things in there as opposed to like right here's this event thing all right that's cool right let's move on
0: yeah like when um, you got to the the camp uh, camp righteous and yeah you you did stuff there for a couple of days and then you got to the mine and you went down into the the underground and did stuff there for a little bit yeah there are a lot of locations in um in the jungle like that that you didn't go to. Um, yeah,
1: it's, the problem is, I feel like the way the way the adventure is obviously set up is it doesn't encourage you really to go exploring around the jungle at all.
0: No, because um, there's, a, there's a time to it. There's a limit. Yeah. It's like, hey, everyone's dying. Hurry up. And it was
1: like, right, well, we know roughly where Omu is now. We we need to, you know, we need to be we, we need to beeline it. Yeah. Um, so
0: obviously, obviously that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. And it's like, you could have gone to Um, hammer and the volcano where Tinder lives and done all of that. I'd I'd fucking love that. Yeah, man. (laughs) And there's like there's a really fun place called Gung where all of the Drung live. Yeah, uh, the Grung live, and um, they don't speak common. They all speak Grung, and like there's such a weird. You have to convince the king, air quotes, to um that his he's speaking to his goddess. So you have to put on this play of his goddess coming down to be able to be free. Uh, what else is there? Um,
1: there's the, there's the ship.
0: Yeah, there's the crashed airship there. And every time you guys saw it, when you were up high, you were like, oh, there's Ben getting a spell jammer in. I was like, yeah. <laughs> nope, it's not a spell jammer. It is a airship. Yeah, we, um, we've just
1: taken the opportunity to tell them to Ben.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. You know. By now. No, I'm well aware. Um, Firefinger is really cool. It's just a, it's a, a, a really tall structure like, yeah. like a skyscraper that's just earth a square earth that goes up and uh, terror folk live in there yeah. that's really cool uh, um, and this, you can fall off of it
1: yeah there's the whole pirate thing as well
0: the pirates at Jackar Anchorage yep.
1: yeah yeah. Like, um, like, that was a uh, you know I, I want to go and save everyone but I don't have time I have to do that later
0: well luckily <laughs> the campaign doesn't end when you kill a Sarak so that's good yeah um, there's also where Osley's mum is yeah, Kearsarge, and Mesro. You guys, you didn't go to Mesro. Ray went to Mesro, and you yeah. got to experience that. Like, that's a whole flooded city. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's loads of stuff in Chult, but it it, it does kind of limit you when you're if you're playing sensibly and going. Oh, well, I mean, everyone we loves dying. We should probably hurry up and ignore this stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like that might have been helped a bit because like, obviously the setup of the adventure when you when you get to Chult, Mm. is, right, let's buy some stuff and then let's go to Omu. But yeah. you don't really have anything to buy stuff with. No. So obviously we were like, right, well, we'll go up there, do some stuff, get some money, and then we'll go and buy some stuff. But even then, it felt like we we couldn't really buy very much anyway. Yeah. Um, and it kind of felt like, I think after all that, I do remember thinking, we should just fucking gone for it.
0: <laughs> but saying that, I did, because when you made the decision, so you guys made the choice to go to one of the parts of the jungle that's really like on the coast, nowhere near anything, just a bit of the jungle. It's on the map without, it's not
3: unexplored. So, you know, it's relatively safe in terms of how safe the jungle can be without hordes of undead. And you are like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little 10 day circular trip.
0: And we'll yeah. just, like, experience it, see what it's like, find some relics, sell those, buy some stuff, then go properly. Yeah.
1: And when you well, first it was, made that... It, it wasn't even the find the relics, it was the the go to the camp because we know they'll have stuff for us to they'll do. They'll have the stuff. Because yeah. we're told, they
0: will pay you if you go do stuff for them. Yeah. And I remember thinking when you made that decision, like, oh, okay, well, we're delaying, but okay, fine. Like, it's the start of the adventure. Yeah. But I'm so glad you did that because you
3: did that trip through the jungle. Two of you died. You came back and were like, oh my God, it's like, it's,
0: it's, it's going to be worse than that because we're it's, going into the yeah. unexplored regions with, <laughs> with hordes of undead everywhere. And I was like, okay, good. I've set the tone well. So yeah. it was a really good opportunity for me to be like, hey, it's not easy.
3: It's going to be difficult.
0: Um, yeah case in point two of you are dead yeah i can i don't know i feel like
1: with the adventure one well a type of adventure i think it'd be really cool would be uh you've got somewhere like cholt which is unexplored and unmapped and you do like an excursion to a particular point Mm. clear it out and you know you set up like forward operating bases and
0: yeah very much like west marches
1: yeah um, Yeah. then obviously that doesn't work when you've got the the timer of the death curse on
0: no no Um, i will be sad when we when we're done with cholt it has become a second home yeah for me as a dm um but yeah i mean that's kind of where you are i'm i'm like ready for you to be in the team now yeah i'm ready for that transition and like i was ready for you to get to omu for a while when you were in the jungles i was like okay i I'm kind of ready to, to to change things up now. Yeah. Um. And it hasn't taken long in Omu for me to get there and be like, I'm I'm bored of this rigmarole of collecting the cubes. You guys have got six. Yeah. Come that on. Well, we've got we've got five. I think. You've got more than that now because you've got you've got five. You've got two from Raznisi, and you only need the two that are left. Um. And you know that you know for certain that Raina. Oh, no, we got
1: on. six. I forgot about the number of there's eight, there's nine cubes, not eight. Nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because there's the missing Shigambi cube, um, the Wongo cube, and then there's the Eblis Papasotl
3: cube. Were you not given that one by Rasnisi? Nope. I have to go and look at my notes. <laughs> I thought <laughs> okay. you only needed two more. I didn't tell you which ones he gave us. Um, This is where I read my notes, and I find out um, you are right. (laughs) (laughs) Am
0: I?
1: Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I'll probably find out if I read. I hope
3: so. (laughs) I've got to work out where that third cube is. I thought you had it.
1: Um, I don't think I actually wrote wrote down the two gables
0: specifically. That that, that's foolhardy. That is.
1: But you know, looking at my cube tracker, you know, um, all the ones we've got. Yeah, uh, Wolf, Wolfgang's got two. He's got the Zorbo and the Frog Hemoth one. Yeah, um, I've got the Flail Snail one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Cassie's has uh, the Chakuli one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nevin has Nangangs. Casper mm-hmm. is ilgins, mm-hmm. The Amirage, and then Shigambi's cube is just missing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wongo's cube, we know they've got it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then the final cube, Eblis Papazotl, we haven't actually got because we haven't been to that shrine, mm-hmm. and I'm fairly sure after we were given the
3: two cubes, that's when we divided them up to, like, one each. Yeah. I'm just going to make sure I know where that other cube is right now. I'm pretty sure I know where it is. I mean, either, either Ronan has it, or it's in the shrine. Uh, Well, or... Also, the, all the Red Wizards have it, which was another yeah. possible option. One, two... Three, four, five. Oh, to be fair, I only have it written
0: down that you have five cubes. Yep. Uh, so, we,
1: we got the frog heap of one, like,
3: two sessions ago to add to you it. You have
0: Anka, Ijin, Ubalak, and Nang Nang and Moa.
3: Yep, and Koopazans. And Koopazan. Koopazan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do know where that other cube is. We're all good. And in a really sort of sad way...
1: I'm, I'm looking... This is going to sound really bad. I'm looking forward to gaining some levels.
0: <laughs> no, I... Yeah. Because what are you, eight now?
1: Yeah, we're eight now. I feel like I always run the high level stuff for everyone else.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then never actually get to get there myself, so... Um, well,
0: this campaign is going to 20, so that should kind of tell you how much, <laughs> how much more we've got to go. Yeah. Because um, we've got to get you... You'll finish the module at... 13 I think roughly. Yeah. Um somewhere around there. And then you've got to get up to 20 for the end, so. We'll we'll manage that, don't you worry. They're going to start coming thick and fast. Yeah, it's the same with semi-like same the tyranny levels. They um
1: they well they've already started coming pretty quick.
0: Yeah. There is something to to be said about that kind of mid tier of D&D between 5 and 10 or maybe 5 and 12. That's kind of where you spend the most amount of your time. Yeah. And th- that's a mix of the fact that all the adventures, if you're running modules, are those levels. But also... That's Keeping kind a
1: group of the... t- together that long and consistent as well. Just...
0: Yeah, I, but I also find that's kind of the easiest level range to make things s- still challenging and deadly, but also powerful and enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things.
3: But I don't think I have much to say about TOA.
0: It'll be, once you get into the tomb, it, I'll be able to talk about like all of the traps that you die to.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and all the appendages that you lose and, and so on and so forth.
1: I'm, I'm hoping I don't lose too many because like, you know, if, if Brolar loses an arm, his whole build is just just, just a waste of time.
0: Well, <laughs> don't, don't
1: be silly then. Well, I will not stake my arm in any random holes in the wall.
0: But also don't not encourage others to do it
1: yeah oh, of, of course let someone else lose an arm casper could lose his arm he, he only needs it for reading books
0: that's true i mean he needs to survive getting into the tomb first <laughs> um and then i've got the whole other issue of what to do if you die while you're in the tomb and how i'm going to bring another character in. bring in other characters yeah christ do you want to play a Yomti? <laughs> Someone who's been sent in by Rasnisi to make sure you're... Uh...
1: The problem is at that point, they feel a bit, a bit
0: throwaway, don't they, if you do something like that? Yeah, slightly, I suppose. And you've been with them for so long now that... Like, if you have... We said it before, bringing in a character up to this point has been difficult because they have to come in and be fully, fi- like fully built and like yeah. have a history and, and a persona and feel like they've been adventuring. They can't be
3: new fresh characters and it's the same way with, with this, but it gets harder the higher you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I think there is a chance that you could get into the team next session.
1: I, I think that, that you know pretty good chance you even going to be next session or the session after mm. um,
0: Depends how long the combat with Ronin takes it could be the whole session
1: I think it will probably be the session after because that combat is going to take a while
0: Yeah people are going to think really hard about what they're doing um,
1: Yeah, you, know, you know my character is, is pretty simple um, My first turn I cast Hunter's Mark and then every turn after that I hit things
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah
2: Yeah that's yeah.
1: Yeah, so hunters, hunters' mark could get big. Then I really hit things.
0: <laughs> I like that get big as well. Yeah. Oh man. Um, can we talk about how awful we've all been rolling our dice?
1: Um, that is that is true. Like I don't know what's happened.
0: <laughs> this isn't a segue into an ad read either. Before before you all assume that that's that's an awful way to say it. Again. I don't know what's going on. I've never rolled this many ones. Yeah. And it's like they're punishing me as well. It's like it's, they know I haven't played consistently for it's a while. Because not even just on the d twenties. No, and it's I go to do. Rolls. I go to do a test roll. I go. Oh, hang on. This dice is not rolling well. Let me let me let me roll it again. When it means nothing, and that's when it hits the twenty. It's like it's yeah. taunt, They're all taunting me. Yeah. I what mean, did you I, you did a, Was it a fireball you rolled the other day?
1: It wasn't. It wasn't a fireball. No. It was. It was a um, noffix like mind twitch ability. And it was like eighty six or something. It was, it was four. It was like forty six, and I don't. I don't like five damage. Four or five <laughs> damage. It was like. And Jimmy was like, "What the
0: actual fuck? Yeah, why am I rolling all these ones? What's going on? Yeah, I'm like, <sighs> this person should be dead. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, that tickled. Oh, yeah. Oh dear. Um. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I need to like cleanse them all. and... Oh, just maybe, just apologise to them. I, don't I might just need to swap out my
1: sets because I've been using the same sort of like three sets, and and that's about it. The others have just been kind of sat in the sat in the thing.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I haven't changed my sets in a while, um, and I've got some really pretty sets that I ha- that have been put away in their in their um their boxes basically. Yeah for a while so maybe i should get them out and and give them a roll and see if they're but maybe they'll hate me just as much because they've been in their boxes for too long you know maybe maybe all the weights drop to the bottom and they'll constantly roll whatever they've been sat on
1: that's why i always sit them on the highest number then
0: that's also <laughs> what i do but for some reason the pseudoscience never works out when i do that no it's like it, it knows i'm trying to play it so it tells me off and rolls rolls low yeah um well, I mean, it seems a good time as I need to talk about the dice dungeon and their wonderful dice. Probably I mean, not as well. And this is such a chilled out episode. I don't feel like I need to trick you into a, into an ad read because um, we need new dice, so why why not go and buy some? Actually, I don't know if you're on the Dice Dungeon Discord, James, but they've um, Ben has shared some pictures of and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote him here so that he can't tell me off. Some weird dice that they've got, which Ooh. are not traditional shapes. So the D I think I want to say it's the D8 is like a spinning top. Yeah. Um, the, a couple of them are like that, actually. The D20 is like a sphere, but with spikes. So it would really hurt if you, you know, stood on it or threw it really hard at someone. Um, the four looks like a dragon's egg. I, I really don't know how I feel about those. I, I know they're cool, but I'm also like, how would I roll them? Yeah, I mean,
1: I How can't know run? what dice that is, but I mean, it looks like it's like a monster mouth and
0: monster mouth. Which one? Oh, the one that's kind of like a like a pentagon. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be a D10,
3: maybe a twelve. I, mean, I have been thinking about getting some new dice. Well, there you go, James.
0: But they don't. They have they have dice that aren't weird as well. So the Dice Dungeon, they're wonderful guys. Ben and Dave, you know them. You know them well. They've been partners with us for so long. They uh, are selling all things from metal resin and glass dice to uh, the D&D books that you need to play the games, to to bags to carry around all your stuff in if you're a roaming DM like I can be sometimes. Uh, honestly, there's so much going on on the website. Go have a look. There's a link in the show notes below. You can get a discount on your entire order. So everything in your basket, if you use the code common, uh, we speak common, sorry, the code we speak common check out that's all in the description below so don't just take my word for it you'll see it all written there um, they've got some really nice bronze dice that are like a deep blue as well
1: Ooh, I've just gone on and seen a, a set called Deep Ocean which are you know a nice a nice cheap set and they, they look really nice as well
0: well there you go go and, go and check out the Deep Ocean ones James is endorsing them right here right now <laughs> I'm trying to find the, um, the name of the
3: air quotes weird set um, but I can't find the name don't think they're out yet are they (gasps) is this an exclusive
0: oh well we'll find out if he tells me off for talking about it you should go and get on the dice dungeon um discord though because they do share all of the stuff there first so go and check it out go and see what they've got going on um we're also brought to you in partnership with describe our wonderful friends who make making your game super immersive super easy as you run your best adventure with well, less prep and more immersion. Describe is spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B. If you pop a .com on the end, that's their website. They've got thousands of scenes of places, monsters, people, um, spells, magic items, things you can use as a player in combat. All of those written out by professional creative artists. But they've also got more than that now. There's their sonic library, which is all music and background sound effects. They've got maps that they make. Um, you can have them describe a character for you which is awesome. Um, Loads of stuff and different subscription tier levels as well. Now, which makes working out how much you want to spend and how much you want to get from them. Really, really simple, but to make it a little bit better, you can get 10% off your subscription each month that you are active on that subscription using the word common as your code word at checkout again, all in the show notes down below. So check that out. Don't just take my word for it. Go and have a look at what they've got going on. There's loads of free scenes to basically just use right now. Um, and I often actually find myself going, ah, I could go to Describe and just have this done for me, which is a really nice feeling, um, especially now they do maps and music too.
3: So go and check them out, go and see what they've got going on and make your games just that little bit more spicy, a little bit of, little bit of immersion. Oh, okay, let's talk about you blowing my mind. Well, I, I don't think I'm
0: emotionally ready to go through this again.
1: I think oh. your your reaction was just, oh, the the, the stunned silence.
0: <laughs> it, I'll, I'll be honest, I think it emotionally did me in. I think since then I've not I've like I've not recovered. Yeah. Um okay, so context.
1: So for a while you've been going off uh doing missions for these people called the Guardians of Iun, you know, going out, mm. killing stuff, fetching objects for them. Um, all that, all that kind and of jazz.
0: Let's be clear, right? Just to really paint how much I have been played here. My wizard Orlo loves power, obviously. He's a sociopath. He went into the relationship with um, a guy called Falor, who is mm-hmm. his, like, for lack of a better word, his handler. Falor is high up in the Guardians of Ioun. um They, they, They sought out Orlo because Orlo was investigating Vecna purely out of a, um, what's the word? like a Intellectual
1: uh, curiosity.
0: Yeah, like the name came up and someone said, oh, forget that. And he went, well, obviously I'm going to check that out then. Because he was already into like the occult stuff anyway. Um, And it was a slippery slope. So they went, oh, you're looking into Vecna. um, So we want to partner with you because we need, need someone to do that for us. And it's hard to find anyone who's willing to do that. So Orlo said okay, cool. If you give me access to your infinite library because they have a tower, Tower of Aeon, right? And they, the whole thing is that they gather knowledge and they share it with people. Oh, they're so nice. All I was like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't share it. But if you want to share it with me, that's fine. So he says, okay, cool. Let me use your tower and let me use you basically. And I'll find you a few little bits, but I'm using you for your knowledge. That was his, that's what he's been thinking this whole time. So they brought him in and made him a member of their group. I mean, you keep saying they. Fleur bought him in and made him a member of this group. Now, now that I think about it, James, I don't think I've ever met another member of the <laughs> no, Guardians yeah, of the I, I think I've heard the sounds of people moving around this suspense, a suspected tower, but I've never actually met another member. So I am, I am a warden. My character sh- says she says I'm a warden, a member of the Guardians of the Union. And their story that I was told was that the. Um, they got into a big fight with Vecna because he is the, the antithesis of. That's the wrong phrase. And it? it's antithesis the exact opposite? Yeah, no, that's the right one. He's the exact opposite of the guidance I'm in, is what I'm trying to say. He wants to get the knowledge and then hide it away. And I actually think that's quite smart. That's what I would do. Um, so you go on then, Vec. You do that. Um, but, but let me read it first. So they got in a big fight with Vecna. And he they in in an attempt to escape his almighty power as it was described to me, which now I'm seeing as a bit of a red flag um they shunted the tower to uh the uh, another plane, but it went wrong, and they got stuck, and now the tower is kind of suspended in between the planes, and they have this magic to be able to reach out to me in my dreams but but that's kind of it they can't I can't physically go there and I can't take myself there and all this kind of stuff and I was like, okay.
1: Also, like drop you off the odd the old little trinket or or something like that.
0: Yeah, like they've given me a ring that lets me read everything. It's great. So and they've given me a cloak that lets me absorb people's souls and turn it into magic. It's not a red flag at all. It's for the grace of good. So It just, they just made it by accident. It, it made yeah. something went wrong, and he was like, you know what, you give me you give me that mysterious dark book and mm. um, I'll give you this cloak. Exactly. So it, it was a plausible story, right? I I believed it and um they, for law, I keep saying they as if there's more than one, for law said to me, in order to free our tower from being stuck in between the planes, we need a piece of Vecna because he's the one that caused the problem. It was his presence that, that changed everything. Um, go and get us a piece. Now that could be his eye or it could be his hand or it could be his book. And I went, okay, cool. Well, I know where his hand, his hand is. I mean, I'm probably not going to get it, but I know who's got it. So that's, that's worst case scenario. I'll just go to hell and fight the champion of Tiamat. Um, but I, along the way, I was also kind of hoping that he would come to the big fight because he would, he's the general of the army and he would, like, lead the legion. So I was kind of hoping he might turn up in, in, a, in a last-ditch effort anyway. So I was like, cool, well, eventually I'll be able to do that. Now, at some point along the way, I found a book this, I sound like a fucking idiot recounting all of this. <laughs> At some point along the way, I found a book. It was a black leather bound book and it had some dark magic in it. And all I went.
1: Don't forget cool. every time you tried to read it. it, it, it I'm, get,
0: I'm getting there, James. All I went. Cool. Love a dark bound, love a book. Of course I'm gonna read that, and then I'll give it to Falore, because that's that's our deal, right? I give him stuff, he gives me stuff. But I'll read it first so that I know the knowledge. Um every time I read the book, I had to make a save. And every time I failed, it hurt my brain a lot. Yep. It did give me the ability to cast disintegrate for free at one point, which was quite nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I read it a few times. or I tried to read it a few times, and I wasn't getting anywhere. And I went, "Okay, fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll go to floor. Now, I have to stress: this book was described exactly the same as every other dark occult book I found. There was nothing unique about it, except for the fact that its knowledge was pushing me out, and that's what intrigued me, right? Because I want to know. <laughs> I'm hungry. <I've> got another... <laughs> So I took it to floor and I gave it to him, and I said, "There you go, brother. Um, let me read it." again sometime and he went yeah okay that could be interesting and i was like cool great thank you
3: And i'm pretty sure james that's the last time i spoke to him um properly that's the last time i properly spoke to him
0: he he actually gave me the cloak that lets me um absorb people's souls like a lich yeah um again purely for the greater good not for any nefarious deeds of course obviously now, when we were, we, we had to explore a wizard's tower, classic. Yeah. To find a guy who um, basically was double crossing the cult of the dragon and wanted to, he, he, he wanted to get out, he wanted to defect and he needed, he, he requested a strike team to be coming. Yeah.
1: So like, his up until this point, they, they'd ignored it because it was just too much
0: effort. Yeah. They were like, um, no, we're not going to send someone to yeah. rescue you. Um, And then the evil scientist. Then the dragon staff of Agaron got stolen. Yeah, which is the thing that stops dragons from being able to get into Waterdeep. Yeah, I mean, which is basically dragons
1: that's been used on.
0: Oh man, it basically creates this big bubble to a certain radius around Waterdeep, and dragons like when they first reach it, they suddenly they find that it's harder to fly, and then eventually they basically get grounded. Um, basically they, they can't go like further that. yeah they, they get to a point where they just can't go towards it so they, they don't and Waterdeep has been the last safe haven w- with the threat of the, the cult and Tiamat and all of that so dear, um, yeah, big deal that, that staff are missing and he contacted them again and said I've got the staff come and get me yeah and for some reason they decided to send us
3: <laughs> um, well that's not so, really got anyone else at the minute.
0: Thanks, James. You make me feel so good. Uh, <laughs> so, we went to go and save this guy. Turns out he's dead. So, that, yeah, we did a good job. I mean, you on- spent far too long, you know,
1: checking out the library and the wizard's tower, checking every room. James, James, James.
0: It's on track record for us to fail at some way in these missions, okay? We, we've, I've got the staff, right? That's the most important bit. They didn't care about the guy, really. But while we were exploring this, this tower, we found a mirror slash window slash portal that allowed the original owner of this, this tower to look at different realms and talk to different people. Um, and it was set to uh, one of the nine layers of, of hell.
1: We should probably say um, there is to the some degree spoilers here for tyranny. <laughs> Because uh, we are we are talking about admittedly that the mirror and the whole thing is, is my own addition, but mm. um, spoilers for, for
0: Zonfall's Tower in general. Yeah, yeah, fine, it's fine. That book's been out for a long time. I talk openly about TOA. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so this mirror uh, meant that Wesley and I could just have a phone. I could just have a FaceTime with mephistopheles. Yeah, uh, which. <laughs> Is insane. And I'm, I'm so proud of how quickly I realized it was him as well. I was like, Oh, this is, wow. this is good.
1: This is but,
3: good. You know,
1: I do, I do drop all the hints in, he, you know, he's literally like a, a study library type place surrounded with books. You yeah. can literally see out of his window freezing wastelands.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I remember. I always remember that he's in the, he's in the frozen part of hell. Yeah. Um, Which is adds credence to the phrase when hell freezes over. Um, but we wanted to make a deal with him. But obviously, Wesley plays an artifice or I play a wizard. We're both too intelligent to sell our own souls. But what, what's that? I have a cloak that's got six souls in it because I've been collecting them. Not for any nefarious reasons, obviously. I'm not denying these people their afterlives for the fun of it. Obviously, it'd be used for the greater good. And in this case, the greater good was to trade them to Mephistopheles, yeah. <laughs> for, for eternal damnation. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it got Wesley the ability to make cool magic items using the souls of the living. Again, not for any nefarious reasons. We're really good people. Um, I swear. It got me the ability to uh, harness hellfire in my fire spells, which is awesome. Uh, All of my flames burn a hot white and ignore immunities and resistance to fire damage, which is amazing.
1: Yep. And two Um, spells as well.
0: I got two spells, yep. And I got to know where Vecna and the book are. Yep. Because I said, Oh, can you can you get me a piece of Vecna? And he went, No. <laughs> and I went, Yeah, okay, fine, that that tracks. Can you tell me where a piece is? Um he was like, Well, be specific. Well, he was like, I can do one better. At that I can tell you where he is. Yeah, and I was like, Great. Because I can avoid him, get his eyeball or his book, and deliver it to Fallout.
3: And and just as well, like, um th-
1: th- there was no guarantee you'd find this out here either. No, um,
0: this was because I was clever.
1: No, there there was going to be a, a a much more grandiose reveal.
0: Grandiose reveal much later on. <laughs> well, let's talk about that in a minute. So I
3: had a dream that night that showed uh, me being gifted that that
0: that book. That nondescript black leather book that wouldn't let me read it. Well,
1: well, well hang on. So first, you you know, you, we did. You had the, the dream thing of of how you learn how to do the do the old the old Hellfire business. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so I've got the Hellfire. So that's. Cool. And then you know you woke up deep deep underground. Um, yeah. And there was a large set of black metal doors with a skull on them and um the skull was missing an eyeball The still missing an eyeball, but there's an indent
0: and um, i have a, i have a small black metal eyeball that looks like it's made of the same part of the door yep that i found
1: yeah the, the door is has got cracks in it. it is kind of like bent like outwards oh, um, like it's like, been burst out of yeah but it's not like fully burst out of it's like someone's like whacked it and give it a good bent
0: um, it still closes still works as a door
1: yeah. And then you know, you went and looked up through one of the cracks, saw a, a mysterious black leather tome.
0: <laughs> and Ben went, Oh. The Book of Foul Darkness. Okay, cool. So the book is in a it's in a it's in a small cave like room with a big door, and I've got the key to the door. Awesome. Note that down. And then the dream started to show for lore. And rewind. Handler. Of the yeah. book's
1: progress. It was placed there by Falor and then it was given and Folor to Folor had,
0: was given to it by me, and I was given it by the guy that gave me it, who got it from the Dragon Horde.
3: And I saw all that and was like, okay. And then it played out in forward time. And I was like, okay. So Falor's Folor, taken the Book of Wild Darkness,
0: but I haven't given him the Book of Wild Darkness. And he's put it on a pedestal and he's locked it away. But that doesn't make any sense because I haven't got the book of it So maybe this is what's going to happen. And then I realized that the guy in the dream who gave me the book was the guy who gave me the Black Leather book that wouldn't let me read it. So it turns out that the Black Leather book that I was given by this guy was the Book of Vile Darkness. And I handed it over to Falor. But what's even better is that uh, Mephistopheles said to me that Vecna already has the book, or someone said to me that Vecna already has the book. <laughs> and I said to James, the, the session had ended, although he wakes up in a cold sweat. And I said to, I said to James, I went, but Vecna already has the book. And you went, exactly. Um, and <laughs>
3: I just, I can't even, I
0: can't even explain. I
1: just, I just watched something inside you snap.
3: <laughs> I can't explain how, like, saying it out loud now, like, for law is Vecna, which is hilarious
0: because Vec- uh, Vecna obviously has a missing hand and a missing eye, right? But for law just missing a leg presents himself as someone who's missing a leg <laughs> so <laughs> that's fun and that's how we bonded Orlo and <laughs> all Floor bonded over the fact that we were both missing in an appendage because all missing his right hand um which is the opposite to the one that Vecna's is missing because they are the opposites of each other but they're not they're actually the, they're actually the same so anyway <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 i freak out and i go are you telling me that that he is Vecna, and you're like, up. yep. And now I think back to every single interaction I have had with him, with Thalore and with Vecna, because I've had one interaction with Vecna presented to me as Vecna before.
1: And does, does the what the purple guy was saying make sense now as well? I can't remember what the purple guy was saying without looking at my notes. Yeah. You were saying like, oh, you've done stuff accidentally. and He was like, oh, nothing's an accident.
0: Yeah, nothing's (laughs) an accident because I've been manipulated. So so, so here's the thing, right? This means that Vecna has been collecting parts of himself, or at least the book, but has some kind of interest in the fact that he knows where his hand and eye are and has been collecting them through me because he's been telling me to go and get them. He told me to go and get one, and I bought him the book. But he had said to me before, like, "Yeah, or the hand, or the eye, or all of them. Like, I, you know, just go and go and collect, go go and collect a bit of me, but without saying me." Um, he's been giving me things to allow me to be good at that. So the the ring that allows me to comprehend languages, the cloak that lets me steal people's souls, only for the betterment of the world, obviously. Um, he's been pushing me. Like every time I go, oh yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to read this evil book, but I'm not going to use the dark powers. And he'd be like, well, yeah, but unless you have to, <laughs> I mean, you could, if you wanted to. Yeah. So he's been pushing me to be more evil and evil every time. Right. Um, what else? He, he has basically, basically I'm a member of Vecna's cult. I mean, are you? Well, I mean, I'm a member of, I'm a, I'm a member of a fake group. So <laughs> I mean, are you therefore a member of fake? I suppose not, but I, the way I see it, I've I've been acting as his his agent, so I'm effectively a member of his cult. I'm walking around saying I'm a member of a group, and I've been doing things for Vecna. I'm a cult member to him, without realizing it, which is great because that's how
3: cults work. Um, the only the only good thing I can take from it, and I know what you're gonna say, the only good thing I can take from it is. Well, at least Vecna likes me because he's kept me alive and he's been using me. <laughs> Does he
0: like you, Ben, or or have you just been useful? <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, I don't even have to say it. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck me up.
1: So, honestly, honestly you have no idea how freaking long I have I've had that one on the pat burner, and I've had no one to talk about. It no worries. i
0: know i and that's painful and i i'm i'm i mean the hats off to you man congratulations <laughs> and I, like i think about orlo now right so he, he he had this prophecy that he believed was about him and he's been told yeah, no that's not about you mate you've debat- you've devoted your life and sacrificed a lot of things for something that isn't isn't about you you idiot and he was like, okay, well, at least I can save the Guardians of Ayun and I can save the world from Tiamat and my life will mean something. Oh, the Guardians of Ayun don't exist, mate. You've actually been working for an ancient evil who uh, yeah, everyone everybody. told you to not go near because he's that bad and it would cause the end of the world and the, the universe as we know it. But, but, but you know, you've helped him. But you You idiot. And also... By the way, every single step along the way, your group have been trying to, to thwart the return of the Dragon Queen. But you've been failing at that, too, because they're ahead of you. You've killed many people. Many of your friends are dead. Friends in air quotes. And, um, and, and you can't seem to successfully complete a single mission. So everything he has done, everything, his whole life has been pointless
3: And worthless.
1: Just to add to that as well, do you remember that time, you know, when going to meet the the big old metallic dragons you were ambushed just before? Yeah. Who
3: told them? (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So is Vecna working with the dragon cult? Who knows, Ben? Have I been a double agent this whole time and <laughs> not
0: known? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, and everything is a lie. And if I feel like this, how do you think Orlo feels? He's 35 years old. He, his whole life has been this. So he's, he's unhinged now. That's it. He's done. He just doesn't care. He's just Both done. Broken. He, is, he is fully and utterly done.
1: I've um, broken and now I get to build him back up again.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh god he is he is going to he is the type of wizard now who will walk into a situation and a bandit will be like yo stop give me your coin purse i want 10 gold and he would just cast wish to turn them into nothingness like he doesn't care he's like no he's like finger death he's like what's that you've got 10 hp fireball directly on you like he doesn't care anymore he will, just, he will just do what he needs to do to get everything done as quickly as possible because the last thing he has left for himself now is that he, he goes and he stops Tiamat. And in stopping Tiamat, he dies, sacrifices himself, and the world remembers him as a hero. But Olo doesn't want to
3: do, Olo doesn't want to die. So I think what is going to do there's one or two options here, James. Option
0: mm. one is he doesn't let slip to Forlore that he knows all of this stuff now. Sorry. <laughs> let me correct myself. He doesn't let slip to Vecna that he knows all of this stuff now.
1: You're assuming he doesn't already know that you know.
0: Hang on. <laughs> I'm aware. This is option one. And he, and he works with him. Or, or at least he thinks, well, Vecna knows that I will know that I know. So I'm going to pretend like I don't know. He'll think that I'm trying to play him. But in him thinking that I'm trying to play him, I'm not going to be playing him. I'm actually going to be helping him. Why? I don't know. I don't know how that helps me, but we'll get there. Anyway, so he, he will, he's going to, he, so option one is hope Vecna doesn't know. He probably does. Hope Vecna doesn't know. Continue helping him, thus massing power and learn how to restart his life. And what I mean by that is either cloning um stopping himself from aging. He doesn't want to be immortal. He wants to be able to die at some point, but he wants to like be it, have enough time to start again, right? Or maybe like lichdom, you know, something that allows him to live a long time. He's a human and he's basically halfway through his life. So that when he does air quotes die fighting Team at, he can fake his death and go off and, and live a happy new life. Option two,
3: which is hilarious
0: because when, before we even started Tyranny, when Orlo was in a different campaign, everyone compared him to Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> is he goes to Vekner, oh, yeah. he bends the knee, and he says, I'll do what I must. And then teach he slays all the
3: younglings. Teach me the ways of the <laughs>
0: Of the Sith. So that I might save Padme. But in this scenario. Padme is himself.
3: And. Um, and Fechner says. Good. Good. <laughs> and, and I'll become Darth Vader. Which I think might be the way. That it goes. I think that's what's going to happen. Because I think. Through all of this. The one thing that Ola is going to come away with. Is hilariously is um like he'll be humbled he's gonna he'll go back to vecna and he'll go
0: do you know what For my whole life i thought i was the smartest man alive
2: Played
1: me like a fiddle
0: i thought i was going to hold the fate of
3: this realm in the palm of my ghostly spectral hand But you are the smartest man to ever exist. And I can do nothing but
0: wholly give my allegiance over to you because you are my better. And I will, I will not reach your levels unless you teach me. And
1: that and, and is whether where he... becomes the villain of my next campaign.
0: <laughs> I mean... Fucking sign me up. Um, so I think he's going to go. I think I think Orlo's going to go and become Darth Vader. And I think the plan is to um, quietly collect the ingredients for lichdom so that he can enact his plan of uh, faking his death and dying a hero so that he can then devote his life to learning
3: from Vecna his new life. Sounds like so a plan. He'll take the full transformation into Darth Vader. You know? Um, Just without the
1: respirator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. app might burn my lungs or something. We'll see. Yeah. Um,
3: I mean, that, but yeah. That, that's
0: all though. That's all That's like, all I mean, so never uh, the rest of the campaign.
3: <laughs> I know. Well,
0: I mean, mate, I, 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 I have no space in my brain for the rest of the <laughs> campaign um we lost another player character I
1: feel, I feel like we just need to talk about that fight in general like i mean
0: yeah so we fought so we fought a wraith and a, two nothics
1: yep uh,
0: it was not
1: not, not stack not your standard wraith and nothics
0: no they were they were harder and there was a an anti-magic zone in the room yeah which made it really difficult because the wraith would come in and out of the anti-magic zone. And it was pitch fucking black. It was pitch black. Only one of the four of us had dark vision. Um, so we were constantly like putting up lights. At one point, Orlo's mage hand was just holding a, a, a traditional torch up in the middle of the room so that people could see.
1: And then the Nothik made you walk into the anti-magic zone, which yeah. put out your hand, which put out the light. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it was literally, it was, it was three creatures on four. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than that you, your balancing of it was, was very good. And um, you guys have reached what level
3: 14? We were 13 for the fight. Yeah, we're 14 you're now. 14 now. Yeah. Um, um, I mean,
0: if Dave had got away from the Nothic to go and break the hourglasses, which were causing the anti-magic field, things yeah. would have been a lot... They would have been easier for us.
1: I mean, um, Dave would have broke the hourglass and then might not have been able to figure out how to stop the anti-magic field because it wasn't just breaking, breaking right. the hourglass. It wasn't the hourglass generating the
3: field. That was just the timer for it it was the thing you pulled out of them. The eye? Yes. Right.
0: I There was a part of me that thought that you'd put the eye of Vecna in front of me when you said there was I, an eyeball. I could I could see I was that. Like,
1: I was like, really? I, was I, like, could, we- I could see that and I had to go, Ben, it's, it's not that kind of eyeball. <laughs>
0: I was like, can I, um, you, you want me to put this in my skull, James? Is that, is that what you're saying? Should I, should I do that? I was like, oh, my God. If I'm Vecna's apprentice, can I have his eye in his hand like i'll be his true his true weapon (gasps) i'm gonna become vecna's moab (laughs) that's that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna have his hand i'm gonna have his eye he'll have complete control of me and i will be his his darth vader
1: yeah um but yeah dave's character caltrax bit the dust unfortunately
0: yeah Um, in in rather upsetting circumstances and um, you discovered the guy with the dragon staff was dead. I mean, um, whoop
1: dee do. And then Matty's, I mean, it is, is a little bit gutting because he, he would have had a lot of intel that would have been very helpful in the, you yeah, know, but James, the but final James,
0: battle, which, but James, we don't know that because he's dead. So it's fine. No, you don't. Um, we don't know what we've lost.
1: <laughs> then there was, there was Matty's dad there as well, who was being noficified. What a phrase. Um, yeah, he's dead now. And he basically told Matty to, to, to go home. Um,
0: there was a moment where Dave oh, was on Dave oh, was on two death saves. Yeah,
1: and so Matty was on, on the old death saves as well.
0: Yeah, Matty um, was on. But, so Ma- Dave was on two failed, Matty was on one failed. and and he didn't have any healing magic left over, and I have had
3: in my bag, a thanks. potion of healing. With an asterisk next to it for about six months, and I, I was pretty sure in my
0: head because I've made jokes about it before yeah. that it, it was a it was poison, right? Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't simply poison, was it?
1: No. So it was effectively it was a, it was like a you play the odds potion.
3: It was a misbrew.
1: Um, yeah, a misbru. It was either going to heal or it was going to damage. And it healed to varying degrees. Um, and I rolled the chance dice for it after you
0: gave it to Matty. Well, here's uh, the thing, because I had the decision to to give it to to Dave or uh, to give it to Caltrax or to give it to, to Matty. And I said to, to Dave, I was like, Dave, and this is in front of everyone. I said, like, look, I can give this potion to one of you. Dave, if I give it to you and it heals you, then fantastic. If I don't give it to you, then you've got one death save left. Obviously, he needs a 15 or higher because
1: we're
2: on meat yeah.
0: But if I give it to Matty and it heals him, he can stabilise you. He can't heal you, but he can stabilise you,
3: which is a lot easier to do. If it hurts Dave, it kills him. If it hurts Keltrax, it kills him because he's on two death saves. Whereas if it hurts Matty, who was currently in the grip of, of Ard's Black Tentacles, I think it was. Uh, they'd, like been, they'd, been, they'd been ended by that
0: point. He was in a position where he was going to take damage. At so the his, his issue was,
1: um, he was on one. Yeah. He gave him the potion. Yeah. I rolled. Rolled for damage. Yeah. He took damage and the the poison was such that it would then damage him again right at the start of his next turn so he failed from being given he took a fail from being given it yeah and then took at the damage. start of his next turn as he was about to take it that triggered a clause in his deal with- yeah
0: so so this is the thing so the odds were <laughs> that Matty would survive the potion more likely than Dave would than Caltrax yeah. would so I gave it to Matty and I made it really clear that, like, I'm not trying to kill your character. I'm not trying to kill anyone's character. Um, it killed Matty, but then Matty had had a deal with Asmodeus. This fucking campaign, man.
3: So, Matty. so just to
1: just to explain that, so it doesn't seem like a bit a bit random. Yeah. Um, Matty had been following his like backstory. Was, he's from El Terrell. He'd been dragged down when it went down, and. He, he was trying to save El and Yeah, and he had been like one step behind your party like the entire time. Yeah, And then when El and, and Baldur's Gate and all that got Rose back up, um, he got left behind and he got stuck.
0: Hey, look, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough.
1: Yeah, and so he ends up eventually making, he makes, a, he makes two deals. Mm-hmm. With Esmeral- one for his
0: brother's, brother's
1: soul. Yeah, one for his brother's soul and one to get back to the surface. And as part of that, um, he had to work directly towards the prevention of, of Tiamat's escape in a manner of, of Asmodeus' choosing, which was by working
0: with you guys. Why, he, why Asmodeus chose us,
3: we'll never know. He was playing the odds.
0: Um, <laughs> he'd be better than a shit
1: horse then. <laughs> it was just. It was just the case that, you know, you were the guys that got sent to the place where uh, he was. The, he was
3: yeah
1: um, um and along with that um as as Medea's put a little thing if he can he can one occasion he can intervene to save his life so one he occasion, does that so he does that
0: so he turns up he stops Matty from dying and he says cool but you, you, you remember you work for me and you've got to like,
3: yeah, I'm doing this remember, for we myself you know I yep. guess I'd
0: better fulfil my part of the bargain. Yeah. Um, so Matty doesn't die. Nope. Decides not to stabilise Caltrax
3: for whatever reason. Um, Caltrax dies. Yeah. Which is frustrating, but that's where we were at. Um, Matty's then d- Matty's, Matty's
0: dad. dad says to him, go home, go and help your sister and mother defend them.
1: And and basically, he needs to go and take his place.
0: Yeah, because he's one of the Hell Riders.
1: Yeah, like like go take my place as a leader of one of the hell, like hell Riders. And Matty, at this point, is like, yeah, sure, okay, I'll go do that because you know it can't get any worse. I've I fucked up so many times. Um, I'm the fault. This guy's dead. I'm I'm fucking done. I'm going to go do that.
0: But in doing that, he breaks his deal with Asmodeus. Yeah, who then gets really pissed off gets really pissed off turns up and says no we have a deal you've just forfeit that deal yeah, uh, so, he like, so, yeah, yeah. so he takes his
1: soul so yeah
0: he takes matty's soul
1: as payment as as payment turning him into uh, a tiefling in the process yeah um he also takes his brother's soul back away back. from him yeah um and then basically tells him look you are now my bitch boy, you are my slave. You will do whatever I tell you. And Matt is like, oh, whatever. And he's like, you know what? Just to make the point, you are going to walk nonstop yeah. Yeah. back to where you're going. And when he said nonstop, he meant nonstop. So no sleep, no food. Yeah, um, that's, that's that's like a month's worth walking. Yep, everybody will just stay out of his way. Um, yeah. He won't face any trouble with animals or anything like that. He is going to turn back up at Terrell with basically half his feet worn away. Yeah. Um, Exhaustion. Starved, exhausted. and I mean, he might
0: die along the way.
1: Oh, no, Asmodeus won't let him die along the way. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're going to walk in a straight
0: line through that river and drown as you
1: you, cross it. Obviously wanting to take his father's place, but he won't be able to because people are bang. going to look at him and go, "Well, you're a team, You've obviously done something dodgy with the devil. Mm. Um, get the fuck out of there!"
0: <laughs> so basically, hell on earth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a not a fate any of us would want.
1: So we've had one dead character and one that's bound to be well mentally and emotionally abused for the rest of their life, and then bound to the service as Medeus after it.
0: But, guys, it's a really fun game. We have yeah. a great time. We've, we're, all, we're okay, you know? Like, we're, we're, we're not damaged. Um, James, before we go, can you tell me when and how you would have
3: um, revealed the Vecna Twist? Um, the Vecna Twist would have been revealed when you opened that door. Right. And I'm pretty sure I know where that door is. Yeah. That door is somewhere in Mithril Hall. Yep. Those um,
0: dwarves got a lot, a lot of questioning coming their way.
1: Just, just so everyone knows like, how he knows that, um, you've heard screaming and Dwarvish previously outside of the room. Um, Wait, so
0: I've not been going to the tower. I've been going to Mithril Hall in my dreams.
1: I mean, have you been going anywhere?
0: Well, my, mentally, I've been going somewhere.
1: <laughs> um, and obviously, you woke up and there was a silvery-looking ore in the walls of Mithril.
0: Does that, um, mean, does that mean that Mithril Hall was attacked by Illithids? I mean, was anyone ever really attacked by Illithids? Why would he put that on? Was he just, like, getting into amateur dramatics at one point? Was he uh, just uh, trying to put on a show for me? He's
1: <laughs> really fucking with you. <laughs> what a <key> guy. <laughs> To make it believable,
0: because I remember saying to you at the time when, when, we, when he told me that loads of illithids were attacking the tower, I remember saying to you that I was like, That doesn't make any sense. The tower's stuck between the planes. How would the illithids be attacking it? And you were like, I don't know. Well, no,
1: no, because it was, it was stuck phasing between. And so, you know, at one point it phased into the astral sea, and boom, there's an illithid ship in there. Um, but no, it's all a load of bullshit then. You, you got played.
3: um i don't know and, what to say i and mean well i mean all i'm gonna say is
1: is you think you think you've uncovered the rabbit hole but you know you, you might have found the entrance but you have not found how deep it goes yet
0: God, was vecna my dad this whole time did he bore? did he give birth to me via the midichlorians
1: definitely not
0: <laughs> um is that why I've got no hand, James? Did he was was he operating the mill that crushed my right arm? He, he might have been. Who knows, Ben? Um, he might have been orchestrating
1: your entire life, or he might have just randomly found you and then be like, "I could
0: use this guy." No, he definitely randomly found me and went, "Yeah, I'll use this guy as my puppet," <laughs> because because <coughs> if if I had been if it had been orchestrated since my birth, that would mean that Orlo meant something. And that's not the way this story's going. <laughs> I think I've learned very, very difficultly that, that Orlo is a nobody, and that's the point. He just thinks he's somebody.
2: Yep.
1: I mean, It's not as if everyone's been telling you that the entire time.
0: Yeah, but they're just dickheads, all right? They just didn't believe in my vision. They don't right? believe in the prophecy. They just don't believe in me, all right? You've got to believe in yourself because no one else will. Um, great, well, I can't wait to become Darth Vader. That's going to be... When do I get my lightsaber? <laughs> uh,
3: at what point do I become the baddest bitch alive?
1: Uh, I mean, just on the on the campaign in general. Like, you guys, think, you, know, you you haven't failed every single mission. I think you you realistically, there's there's been one of them you've like fail failed. failed. Um, the yeah. others you
0: haven't just necessarily performed perfectly. We're just not very good at our job, I think, is the takeaway. Um, we're okay at it. Yeah. But we're not very good at it. <laughs> we're not particularly good at it. Um, yeah. I'm so... My brain is so addled by it in, in a good way that I just I don't know what else to say. I really don't. Um, but congratulations, because to hold... A Secret like that for two years either you've got to be really good at DD or you've got to have a really stupid player. And let's or face it, there's a, mix of, himself. there's a mix of the two going on there. Um, no, that's a scary thought, I don't like that. <laughs> um, I'm not very good at picking up on things, so you yeah, had I that, also you have that advantage
1: drop really fucking subtle hints
0: you do you do drop really subtle hints and that's what makes it so difficult but mate i mean there are times you pulled off twists in descent as well that got me Um, yeah you're very good at that and it's definitely something we should talk about in the future
1: i still think one of my proudest moments is you guys not realizing that woman was a metallic dragon
0: yeah that's a good one do you know what though I think what it takes is the ability to not talk about it (laughs) like you just have to be really good at not saying anything when you really really want to or going, oh yeah just just do a perception check
3: for me (laughs) I don't think there's been any twists that have surprised people in TOA no not really not really but I don't think it's that kind of campaign no there hasn't really been opportunity for it really
1: because like and, Zendala, everyone knew immediately. Like, well, she's dodge as hell. Yeah, everyone knew she was um, dodge. And then like, that, yeah, there hasn't really been any other opportunities for any any like big twists.
0: The captain of um, that that you fought in the uh, camp was pretty obvious as well. That wasn't yeah. meant to be a twist. So maybe you'll get to the um, the end of the tomb and. And this Arak will actually be a good guy trying to save the world. No. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what you don't know. You don't know what the soulmonger is doing. So it'll be good when you finally find that out. But that's not a twist. That's just something you
3: don't know. Yeah. You know? Mm. Okay, let's end it here because we've talked for a long time. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm emotionally drained going through it all again. Um, James, thank you for your incredible DMing. Thank you very much, and, and thank
1: you
0: for yours too. Oh, well, anytime. Uh, if you want to get involved in these conversations, if you want to tell us about uh, some weird twist that you've ever had or how me becoming Darth Vader is exactly what you expected, then head over to the We Speak Common Discord. We've got uh, a channel that everyone can talk in and get involved in, but of course there's a lot more happening that you can get access to via the Patreon, including first access to content, behind-the-scenes stuff, getting into the Vibe Zone, events that happen. There's a mix of... Um, commoner events and patron events so you can get into some of them without being a member of the Patreon. but you'll get more of that you'll get all of them if you're a member of the Patreon. Uh, and if you want to support the show that is the best most right way don't forget to check out our partners the links to them are in the show notes below and again thank you for listening to this uh, piece of D&D audio content on the internet James thanks for joining me
1: thanks for having me on I am off to go and plot how to break you even further
0: I can't wait I I actually can't. It's going to be great. (laughs) See you later, mate. See ya. Thanks for listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or D&D group near you. If you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today, head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our Patreon page. You can connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at We Speak Common. The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.